The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to episode number 273 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the thirsty Nick Pollock. I How knew, you doing? I knew you'd say thirsty. Yeah, you did. Because I was drinking water as this started. What I wanted to try and scare you when you were doing, I wanted to do a spit take all over the place. Is that what you want? Yeah, I did. You did a spit take before you arrived here. You, oh, yes, I did for other reasons. I was like, what the heck are they talking about? We're not talking about that today. We're talking about the top 100 list that comes out every Monday. But before we dive into that, we're still looking for a database engineer and a graphics designer for merch. We've gotten some great applicants so far, but hey, send us your information. Exactly. Yeah, we have it open for about another week or so. Uh, so definitely, yeah, if you are a database engineer or you want to make some merch with us, that'd be great. Just go to pitchless.com slash hiring and there's a whole... The job description, you send an email to info.pitchless.com, all that fun stuff. We would love to meet you. We'd love to meet you. Now, Nick, it's getting to that time. There's about five more oh, weeks man. left into the season, which means that some playoffs are already beginning. Right. Um, people want to know, where's that dang rest <laughs> of season list? Okay, so uh, I, I debate this every single year. Like, what is the best way of doing this? Uh, it will be next week, from what you understand. Okay. Uh, the Tuesday, because it's Labor Day next week. Yeah. Next Monday. So Tuesday, I'll be doing the live stream, uh, noon to four. I'll be creating that wonderful article. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh-huh. Uh, James Ciano has been doing these amazing expected SP schedules. Actually, he put that out today. Okay. And it covers, like, everything until September 23rd. Wow. So that's your nice little chunk of, like, hey, here's schedules that would help immensely right now. Not to mention a lot of playoffs end in the before the final week. Yeah. So that almost covers all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so using that, actually, as a compromise today, uh, the second half of these ranks really does involve those schedules mm. uh on the twitch stream I, I i went through it and made notes about who has nice schedules who doesn't okay and use that in for the list but for next week will be a lot more detailed about hey this table is now about those future schedules how many starts each guy has that you want to have okay and then i'll be ranking them loosely from that so i want to know i know i want to know um right now how are you considering the uh the strength of schedule in terms of uh, offensive output. 
are you looking overall woba are you like how are you are, are you just saying oh this team's probably bad how are you determining who's a good team and yeah. who's a bad team so i uh, funny story fast what i'm doing actually right now i didn't even tell you about before this mm-hmm. is i am going through the archives of picture list okay and i'm finding all the really cool research pieces that we've done okay so including of course your trouble with f strike ah uh, my good, good yeah, old friend put away rate as well that uh, you did yes. there's icr and ipa which mm. is ideal contact rate mm-hmm. uh and you have all so an article talking about how do we judge offenses. Mm-hmm. And the takeaway from that is it's a little bit of both. There's the season long and then there is some cumulative. Uh, so for the most part, I am taking a first look at the season long WOBA and then looking at in the past 14 or 30 days as well. That's interesting. So I guess theoretically saying that it's a mixing pot uh, post Trade deadline teams don't matter as much because of the large sample size that happens given the course it's, of the season. You know, it's almost like we understand that players fluctuate in a season. Yeah. And it's not, you know, we know this as a, as a player individually. That a guy goes on a hot streak for two weeks or three weeks or then he's cool for two, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with the pitcher. He has this change up today and then he doesn't tomorrow. I mean, it, teams are made up of those, yeah. believe it or not. So that means that they fluctuate through the season as well. Yeah. Who do you think the worst offense has been in August? In August. In, just in August. Uh, I want to say like the Mets almost. Cause Marlins. Uh, no, because it fits the theory that we were just talking about. Uh, let's go with the Dodgers. The worst? I, I'm just, I wanted to do something different. No, it fits the theory that theoretically one month post-trade deadline would also match overall Oh, I season. see what you're saying. So absolutely not. <laughs> no, so not the Dodgers. They are. They have never been the worst offense. Uh, let's, I'm just, I mean, it's not the Marlins, Cubs. I uh, know. Who is it? It's the Pirates. Oh, yeah, of course. Duh. Right? So it's the Pirates. So it's funny because I was Duh. thinking about this a lot as I was, you know, reading over the notes and looking over the future season schedule and just thinking about overall, not yours in particular, just overall industry biases, right? And thinking about Baltimore, 19-game losing streak, 18-game yeah. losing streak, excuse me, more, more offense, terrible. They're the 14th best offense in August. Is but, this the whole reason why you brought this up? You just wanted to say that the no, Orioles are the 14th that, best offense. I mean, I understand it fast. You need every even, dub you can get at this point. <laughs> even the Nationals were, were better than. I thought, you know what I mean? Hmm. There were, and I think San Diego was actually really poor. L.A., the Angels, one of the worst in August. Right, they were actually a really Awful. good team for a while. Exactly. So it's, it's very, it's funny to think uh, about those things. But you answered my question. So that means next week we're going to be doing this podcast a little bit differently. We're going to be going each. And we'll be doing it on Tuesday. And we'll be doing it on Tuesday. That's on right. Monday. Because we will be celebrating glorious labor. <laughs> oh, my. And not tout, which is, uh, I mean, let me tell you, man. Doing a doing a Fast. roto league is it's really stressing me out. And now. you're killing it. You're first in your league. Eleven weeks I, in a row. I was uh, this past week. I would have gotten a buy in mine. I had the second highest points, but I lost the first. So, you lost to Ariel. Yeah. So oh, I, so but, close. So close, but you're still in the playoffs. Oh yeah, and that's great. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Hey, fast. Uh, this is my prediction: is that either we're both going to take it, or we're neither both of us. Not, are yeah. Take it. <laughs> I have a feeling, just the way, like I don't know, man. My offense is crazy, but like. My my pitching took a hit with Car- like Darvish and Kershaw going down. Now Darvish mm. is back. That's great. I lost pa- uh, Sandoval, Patrick Sandoval, which was really really terrible. Adam Wainwright got me going. Oh, uh, that's I t- quite. I nice. had. I think I still have Kyle Gibson as well. Uh, Mike Trout took me down. Ah, uh, that mm. is brutal. Yeah, uh, I mean, I drafted offense, and I, I and also had Zach Wheeler as like. He was the the twenty fifth off the board or something like that. Um, and like I had to spend over twenty dollars, but sure. everyone's like, 
Wheeler is her ace. I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll and then fine. look at you go. Look at you go. <laughs> let me let me just gloat real quick about this Please. offense oh, on, yes. on this team. Go ahead. This offense is insane I'm when sure I think it about is. it. So we got Alonzo, which is great. And this is an OBP, too. Yonder. Oh, Alonzo. No. <laughs> uh, we got Pete Alonzo. We got Max Muncy. Uh-huh. Marcus Simeon. Tayton Wild. Gene Zagura, great OBP. Cedric T- Mullins. Tayton Wild, by the way. I feel like that's your biography. Tayton Wild. Yeah. Tayton Wild and Alex Fast. Um, uh, Robbie Grossman, great OBP. Starling Marte, Mookie Betts, and Jorge Soler. Mm. Jorge Soler, I benched the entire season until the past four weeks, and it's just been uh, fantastic for me. But yeah, Jesse Winker, that offense, I, I don't Jesse know how Winker, I did it. He was a top 20 hitterless bat. Oh my God, he's, he was fantastic. Now, Starling Marte, I tweeted this a couple days ago. Starling Marte has more steals post the All Star break than 24 teams. Hmm? 24 total <laughs> teams. I don't. Okay, I, I want you guys to know this. You probably don't know. I think in every single draft I've done with Alex Fast, you, I take Starling Marte. Yeah, you've taken him like second, him. third round, and then most of the time pair it up with JD Martinez. No, that I didn't do that. That this was like year. two straight that years. That was two straight years. <laughs> Martinez fell by the wayside, but Starling Marte, baby, I've been on that train for so long, and it's paying off. All right, you're not here to listen to us talk about how great our teams are, because we can also talk about how poor some of our you other teams are. Better win now, Fast. I hope so. You it's, better win. I'm getting a run for my money. It's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be really tight. It's gonna come down to holds and saves um all right so let's move into the list here uh so we're gonna go ahead and start there's no movement inside the the top nine which is totally fine um but i want to talk about this first tier not a lot of movement as i said i want to know what it's called and why it's called that so the people that we're looking at in this first tier are uh max scherzer walker bueller garrett cole zach wheeler brandon woodruff and robbie ray so i know it's nine but i'm gonna call it the supreme court because okay. they're sticking around and they're like, you're not going to get, they're not going out of here until something bad happens. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, that also, oh, something bad happens. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, it, that's not how the Supreme Court works. Yeah, right. but, yeah now I realize what something bad yeah, is. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So <laughs> theoretically, if I'm playing devil's advocate, couldn't something bad happen, quote unquote, to Brandon Woodruff? He's already at a career high innings. They're mm. eight and a half games up in the sure. division. Where is that in your mind about like, they're already at a six man rotation now. Maybe they he gets a, you know Phantom IL. I don't know. It's it's you make a really good point, uh, and also the, we're gonna have the rosters expand, so you can just kind of have a guy that. But just that two hangs people. Out. Yeah, it's, well, still two. You can still. It's not as necessary. And I think it has to just be one pitcher. I could be wrong. I think because doesn't it have oh, to be? Interesting. I think you are right because <clears throat> they were uh, exploiting that in previous years. They have a massive bullpen, right? Uh, but anyway, okay. On both sides of this, you have Woodruff who is performing at such a level through this entire season that he could arguably be the top three as opposed to sure. at five. Um, on the other, I don't actually know what... There's nothing confirmed about how they're handling Woodruff at this point. Sure. And I think it might actually be a six-man rotation. You have Aaron Ashby, who's really good. Yep, we're going to talk about him. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not confirmed for a next start, but he's also not confirmed to be not going to next start. We don't know. <laughs> you would have to think. I mean, to be fair, want to to be fair, uh, <laughs> Freddie Peralta should come back later this week, so then it would be a five-man rotation without him. Yeah, I put you in this position every week too, and you always have the same answer because it's the right answer. But just like I can only, I, I can't predict what's going to happen with innings, so I just got to keep going until yeah. something happens. So the only exception I make with that really is Walker Bueller because I do think there is more of an there is an exception compared to him and Scherzer of like okay Bueller. Hundred and uh, nearly seventy innings now. Yeah, and we have a full month left, and October. And the Dodgers have done this before. I know it's two and a half games. I know separating them and the the Giants. They want to get there. But we're literally talking like one start. I'm just saying one start does not happen with Bueller at some point. 
Okay, that's, that's fair it. enough. And they did just have Justin Turner pitch in a still winnable game. That <laughs> blew my mind. I still don't understand why that happened. So so that that's what's going through my head there with Bueller. Just one start difference. I'm like, okay, then I need to give it to Scherzer. Because it's not like Scherzer's been bad in the slightest. No, since he's been with the Dodgers, he's got a sub-2 ERA. And you can even it. make an argument that Cole could go over Bueller because of that. Which, I honestly, I did debate a lot there. But I just, you know what, Bueller, I'll give you that. I'll take you down one, but then keep you up one, you know? So you're at second. So I don't know if you saw this, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I did a poll because I genuinely didn't oh, know I the did answer not. either. Uh, you're you're the Dodgers. It's Hi. the wild card game. Hi, you're I'm the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, exactly. Um, we need to talk about your ethics. Who starts? Um, who starts in the wild card game? Scherzer or Bueller? I mean, you know the answer. Bueller? No. They started Bueller last time in a wild card. I not think not having Scherzer. Not having Scherzer. That's true. But Bueller has arguably been the better arm. Yeah, I think it's Scherzer. I. But who do you? Not who will they. Who do you? I put in Scherzer. You do Scherzer. I think the Madman is Scherzer. You know that. I know. I know it sounds crazy, but there really is something to um, the madness of a man like Scherzer, and yeah. like in that moment, used to it. And so many times, not to say that Bueller hasn't been in it, but to also grind it out, and also you want to put a guy who uh, you don't feel guilty throwing 120 or whatever if you need to. Right, oh. Bueller, you have repercussions. While Scherzer, you you you're okay. Whatever happens, you just, can just let him go. Exactly. Yeah, that is very interesting. Someone brought up a good point about if it is theoretically against um, the Reds, if that wild card game is Dodgers versus the, the Reds, history against the Reds with both those guys. Well, then maybe they were saying because the Reds, uh, in his opinion, are wholly ineffective against lefties, would you start Julio Urias? Oh, absolutely not. No, no matter not, not what, a, not a chance. Yeah, they have. So they have a. They're they have the twenty sixth worst woba against lefties. So there is something there, but you, I don't think you can say you can have him ready as a long reliever if you want. Yeah, but no. Wow, I didn't know this. What's up? The Reds actually have the best woba against righties in baseball. Huh. That's really interesting. That is, that I do wonder then if that analytics front office is going to say. Hey, we're going to go with what we think is the smarter move. Are you, are you telling me that Scherzer is going to sit there and say you're going to start Julio Urias over me in this moment? <laughs> no, and not to be honest, I don't think they're going to let him start Walker Bueller over him. He's going to say, right. you traded for me, I want the ball. But I did not know that the Reds hit righties I mean, bet, better than anyone. Look, you start Scherzer and you feel great that you can start game one of the theoretical next year series with Bueller. I mean, you could do that either way. You start Bueller, you yeah. feel great about starting yeah, Scherzer. Yeah, 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 but if there's any sort of guilt about it, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, whatever. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you also. I think I go with, you know, if both of them are as dominant as they are and we can pick and choose about, you know, each person's statistics over the year and who's done this and who's done that. But there is something about, like, Scherzer's insane. Yes, exactly. He's insane. And you want that confidence to lead your team. And Walker Buehler's confident, but his is much more quiet confidence. Max Scherzer can run through a wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That, the way he speaks into the glove, everything. Yeah, I, I, I call it the H factor. The okay. heterochromia factor? Was that? Oh, because he's got the two different colored yeah, yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the that's, that's, that's the factor. Yeah, yeah, the okay. H factor, not the yeah. X factor. That's really what intimidates those Actually, batters. Actually, should call it the I factor, but all right, I'm going to move nice. on. Uh, let's move on to tier two. Speaking of moving on, we're looking at Lance Lynn, Corbin Burns, Chris Sale, Lucas Giolito, Luis Castillo, Sandy Alcantara, Carlos Rodon. What is it called? Why is it called that? Um, I'm going to call this the uh, laminated certificate. 
Okay. <laughs> because it's great. You just graduated from college and you and have now, it. Okay. But you didn't get it in person. It got delivered to you. It's what does just that not mean? it's just not quite as satisfying as the as the other. Oh, okay, okay. Now I see where you're going with it. Okay. Yeah, that that I can understand that. I still feel pretty satisfied I, with a lot I mean, of these I have guys. I've no on experience with that in my college accidentally thinking I did not have the credits to graduate, even though that, I did. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That is my graduation day was was me freaking out they're like what i did everything and now they're saying that i'm graduating in the fall and they did not give me my certificate and then i got it in the mail three weeks later um it's not the same i I am a tier one man you are you're a tier one man Tier one man. speaking of tier one uh well not tier one anymore lance lynn leads off tier two so i mean he just got blown up by the cubs for seven earned runs over five before that just four strikeouts against the blue jays four strikeouts against the a's over four innings the guy hit hard by the yankees before that True blue. He hasn't moved back to back weeks. He had a two twenty year right before his last start. Okay. I mean, I just I I understand, but I really cannot ignore that the ER. So, but but theoretically, what what is it about Burns or Sale who theoretically can still do that, but have far more K's? Well, okay. So Sale Sale finally did the thing, mm-hmm. which was I mean, the first two starts, the second one, ninety two mile per hour fastball without slider whiffs. Uh, and Sale finally in the last one, okay, 94-95 on the fastball, got some more slider whips. Still has not gone six innings. Yeah. So I can't, I don't feel ready to do that. Sure. Uh, with Burns, I mean, whatever you said about Woodruff, I mean, it's amplified with Burns. Yeah. Even fewer innings from last year, there, it's a lot more present. You think of the first person that will get limited between the two is clearly Burns. Mm-hmm. That's just another major ding there against him. Uh, and Lynn, I get it. Yeah, he just got blown up a bit. All right, it happens to everybody. Cole went through that. You know, everyone's going through that at some point this season. Just happens to be like this moment, but you got a month ahead. I'm still going to put Lynn there. Okay, uh, Lucas Giolito, he rises one. He got 11 whiffs on that changeup in his Finally. last start, and yeah, it's oh, been a long. It's on. been a while. Um, <laughs> no, I want to talk a little bit more about Sandy Alcantara. Back in the top 15, uh, do you? At 12. You want, you want to talk about Sandy Alcantara fast? 20, Where have you been? Well, 23 been, Ks over 14. I just want to talk about all the time. I know you do, but I'm saying, is he up there? Too much? I mean, I it, before he was really high, then he's got two back-to-back great starts against the same team. Who was the number one Woba against righties? His number one Woba against righties is a very good point. <laughs> but gets the Mets back to back next. Okay, which so is there, also there's good. a couple things here. Wait, before before yeah, yeah. how many times does he face the Mets this year, and how has he done against them? Um, let's see. So the two major blow ups were at Coors and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I think he had two Dodgers blow ups, but yeah, was it really? I think so. Well, there's a one point one inning, and then there was one that was like four in runs or something. Sure. Um, I think he did well. I'm assuming no, based on the way you're talking He's about He's never this. faced the Mets this year. Oh, okay. That's yeah. kind of crazy to me that he hasn't faced the Mets yeah, once this year. Yeah, very weird. But I anyway. mean, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely cooking right now, but say what you're going to say about him. Two things. Marlon's schedule is actually really good. Uh, it's crazy. The Nationals are not a strong offense. The Mets are not a strong offense right now. They have mm-hmm. some other really nice series. It's, it's just it's way better than I expected it would be for the Marlins, who... Generally, when you are a bad offense, you are, you know, you face good offenses, right? Uh, it's just one fewer bad offense for you to face if you're sure. on that team. Uh, the other thing about Alcantara is that last start, he finally, oh, man. W- do you remember the picture I've been giving him as a comp all year? Um, I, no, I do. Um, oh, my god. Well, I mean, gosh. think about his skill set. Yeah, who would you, yeah, who would yeah, you yeah. call as a comp? With that velocity? No, I can't remember now. But who was the guy that you kept? You, oh, who is it? Zach Wheeler. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and what does Zach Wheeler do? No! 
Sorry, go on. What does Zach Wheeler do? What is his repertoire like? Fastball slider. Okay, so the slider that we waited for ages mm-hmm. to get there. I remember even after 2019 when he signed with the Phillies, the thing I got excited about was like maybe they'll actually work on that slider and get that down and away while maybe going north-south a bit with fastballs and stuff, right? It's actually not kind of... He does it sometimes, but really the slider has become a major whiff pitch. Finally, mm-hmm. for Wheeler. This is a guy without a 15% plus swing strike rate secondary pitch and has one now. Yeah. Alcantara has been trying to do it with four seamers and changeups most of this year, and those have been really good. And there have been times maybe the slider like showed up 17 whiffs on a slider <laughs> in his past start. That's a, 17. That is unbelievable. And it's not like he just kind of threw them or whatever. He, his precision on them. Down and away, I mean, there's this cluster of, like, 14 of them mm. that are just perfectly placed. Yeah. Right? And that's the—I I don't necessarily believe that he's going to all of a sudden have that forever now. We see this all the time. A guy has a skill one day, and then it just disappears. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk about a couple of guys that actually did it twice, which is really cool. But that's so encouraging for Alcantara, and I think that's the trajectory eventually is, is the Zach Wheeler element of an amazing fastball that gets outs. Yep. And gets whiffs too, and then you have incredible slider to back it up. Okay, so you're is he here? Is this the breakout? I uh, it could be the start. We don't know. I mean, you know, as I was saying before, this happened today. What happens tomorrow? We'll see. All right, Carlos Rodon returns at 13. He uh, returned against the Blue Jays. Didn't really go quite as planned. Three Ks over five innings pitch. He also sat under 95. Yeah, well, that 94.9, if I remember. Okay, so not terrible then. Yeah, but still not, you know, not 96, even 97 at times. But it was a first start back. Yeah. And we've seen before, like, good example, Sale. He needed two more starts to get to 94, 95. Definitely. Uh, there is a case to be made also for his slider being one of the best pitches in baseball. It is one of two pitches that has a sub 150 woba. What is the other pitch? Over 500 thrown. Over 500 thrown from a starter. Sub 150 woba. Gaussman's splitter used to be on there. I don't think it is anymore. Okay, so there are two guys to think of. It's mm-hmm. it's Otani's splitter. Nine. It was a nine woba. <laughs> yeah, it's got a. It's awful. It's There's. Good. I mean, I, I kind of want to throw in Framber Valdez's curveball, but I think he relies on it too much. Right pitch type. Okay, so it is a curveball. Uh, who has an amazing, amazing curveball? This pitch otherwise? has this. This curveball I mean, is would also be Aaron Nola would be the other major one. This pitch is the only pitch with 500 thrown also to have a sub 150 Wobicon as well. So guys are doing absolutely nothing with this curveball <laughs> over 500 thrown. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, okay, so there are a couple of others now. I'm joking when I say Kyle Freelands. I. <laughs> Adam oh, Wainwright? No. I'll give you one more guess. So much. One more good curveball. All right. I, I'm i going to now cheat and look at the list. So okay. I should totally get it now. Yes. I, oh, Joe Musgrove. Very good. Oh, thank God. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sweet, oh. sweet relief. So Carlos so Rodon, though, Carlos Rodon, though, with the best <laughs> uh, Woba pitch with over 500 thrown in that slider, like you said, if that velocity comes back, he should be fine. But I want to move into Tier 3. Uh, we're looking at Frankie Montas, Logan Webb, Adam Wainwright, Lance McCullers, Kevin Gaussman, Shoei Otani, Charlie Morton, Alec Manoa, Shane McClanahan, and Mr. Joe Musgrove himself. What's it called? Why is it called that? Uh, well, first question I have before I do that. Which one surprises you most? It, it, give me more context because Adam Wainwright being in the top 20. That's what I thought you'd say. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it doesn't surprise me that he's there. It surprises me just because of his recent performances and what he's done this year. It just surprises me that if we would have said in February, oh, Adam Wainwright's right. a top 20 pitcher. This so, year. yeah, so I'm going to call this the reboot. Okay. Because in every good movie reboot, it has the old cast come in. 
at oh, some point and saying. be like, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is dope, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they really got this one right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear you. So that's that's Adam Wainwright strutting in. And Charlie Moore and be like, oh, look at these young guys, you know, trying to do what we used to do. And doing well. Yeah. Speaking of young guys doing well with what they're doing, Logan Webb continues his climb, rising 7 to 15. This past stretch has been crazy. Last time he didn't go six innings uh, was eight starts ago in late <laughs> July. He hasn't given up more than three earned runs since May. The sixth best sinker in all of baseball by run value. Top three when you're just looking at starters. But he does get Milwaukee and Coors. For his next two starts. So that's interesting you say but Milwaukee. Hmm? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on, fast. <laughs> well, you said it as a, like an exception as in like, it's a bad thing. <laughs> so, like, so like an immature like, for you, you said but Milwaukee. <laughs> so this dumb. is rated G I did it. podcast. I mean, you can say but in a rated G movie, but it's just it's funny to contact. me. You just stopped and went. But Milwaukee. <laughs> Why? Like, Milwaukee isn't a terrifying offense to face. You, okay, you, yeah. you put it in the same context of, like, oh, what he, but he gets Milwaukee. Yeah, but Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear that's That's not. <laughs> I always want to have a Milwaukee butt. Um, what? Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm You have with. gone off yeah. the rails. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Logan Webb is actually what we're starting to call a, um, uh, a kind of a Marquez rule. Um, so instead of the Vargas rule, that you remember 2018, yeah. we all realized like, oh no, this is really good, and don't you dare stop starting this guy. Sure, right? And it's not like okay, when he doesn't do well, we grow and be like, okay, we're gonna stick around a little because we think those are. It's so not a good. Vargas rule, exactly. It's not as it's not like a guy that we innately know is just not very good. Yeah, yeah, right. But he's not an ace either, and I'm really sorry to say that. Anybody listening, maybe you can even say that the Giants would throw Webb in the wild card game, which I kind of think they should at this point, even though Wood and Gaussman have been doing. You know, really good things, too. It's just you can't not start Webb. At this point, yeah. And that actually brings us to our next guy in Kevin Gaussman. Wait. Oh, I know. I know more. That's a good segue. Oh, well, that was perfect. I know. This sucks. I <laughs> it's like fun to what, do that This better too. be good. Well, okay, that fastball. <laughs> 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 you know, this is the way that fast torments me every single week. <laughs> now, I, th- I'm i in the, the pitch value uh, draft. I don't know if actually yeah, you're yeah. part of that. No. Oh, you really should. It's so it's, much fun. It does sound super fun. Uh, and I guarantee you that Logan Webb's fastball will be overdrafted next year. Because you're saying it's like the sixth best in run, uh, runs above average. Best, yeah, yeah. Right? The, I don't think that that – like the precision he has right now as a slinger, as a guy has a lower arm angle, it's not – I don't think that's going to last. No one should be using run value as a predictive methodology anyway. Right. But I'm still – you know, you understand. I think that's such an important reason as to why he's having the success and why I'm calling him a Marquez rule. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, no, no, this is a guy who should be like a top – 20 guy or 30 guy next year Which, I, I'm yeah. going to be against the field I imagine because I don't trust that sinker will be as well commanded if he ends this year he's going to get drafted as an SP2 next year I just there's no way if he keeps this run up right yeah I mean this is I'm very bad at predicting next year's ADP mm-hmm. I'm so terrible at it well yeah I mean it, so I we'll think see people, we'll see how people gonna... I don't know how people will react to certain guys over others like I have my methodology and my list a year then I'm being told that I'm super high in Alex Wood I'm like I am I don't okay he's really good I don't... sure <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of maybe I'm going a little bit too crazy there I mean he's got a 2.65 ERA over 105 innings with a 26 percent K rate yeah I think people will end up taking him as a two or three we'll see we'll see we'll I don't see. think I'll anyway be um, I've got this really good segue because is Kevin Gaussman gonna be wow as a number two or three. Okay. No. <laughs> Guys, if anyone needs a new podcast host, 
Um, so Kevin Gaussman drops eight to eighteen. He got the quality start against the against Atlanta. Does that mean nothing to you? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. So he got just six whiffs on that splitter. It's obviously not going to know cut it. everything. Yeah, yeah he hasn't picked up. Why, why are you trying to like bait me? I don't know. Just for fun, spice up the relationship. Mm. Um, he hasn't picked up double digit splitter whiffs since the beginning of July. Too. Yeah, that's terrifying. It is, and it, uh, it you just don't know what to do with that. And, and by the, the way, moment. you're saying like, isn't double digit whiffs like super exceptional? Yes, but when you throw it as often as Gaussman does, it's not as exceptional. And it also like I was thinking to myself too when I was looking through his past game log, like, okay, six splitter whiffs. If that was anyone else, I'd be like, that's not bad. It's no, not good, but it's not bad. That's like a surprise. Like, oh, you got the splitter. That you can get six whiff whiz, whiff, whiff, whiffs with. Whiffs with. Oh boy! I am the whiff. I am the whiff whiz. <laughs> it is I, the whiff whiz. <laughs> who invited that kid? It's a kid who like pops into the pool party. It's me, the whiff whiz. Like, oh my god! Why'd you invite Nick? <laughs> Why is he wearing that outfit? Why is he dressed like a wizard? Oh man! Uh, they need to do immersive. <laughs> Why? You can't speak. It's I, the cheese whiz, whiff whiz. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. It's cheese whiz has run out. Oh, God. Where did we lose it? Whiff whiz. Where did we lose this podcast? <laughs> um, all right. So, yes. But what, what, what about the six whiffs? When you look yeah. at his game start, it's always above, like, 10. It's yeah. insane. It's, it's like it's, 14, what 15, he does. 17. This is what got us excited about Kevin Gauss. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's a whiff whiz. The notion that. of him, like, from, like, uh, Fantasia, just, like, in an overgrown wizard outfit. I got like, Breathe, man. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, the witches. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> Thinking about that kid at a pool party. <laughs> <The> voice. <laughs> it's like trying to be confident but fails. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Is I the witches? No. No, mom. I told you not to invite him. Well, his mom said he doesn't have many friends. Um, Charlie Morton drops. It's just sad now. Fast. <laughs> love people. Uh, Charlie Morton drops six. If to everyone, 20. if if more people could love. Love one another, the world would be a Stop! better place. Oh my God. People are already turning this off. Yep. Who cares? We can say whatever we That's want a, now. I, um, I just had my room screening. You didn't show up. You promised. I told, no, I didn't. I, oh, I lied to you. Yeah, um, I know. Charlie Morton, speaking of the best pitch in baseball, his curveball may well be the best pitch in baseball, but he dropped six. He gave up two home runs on that curveball, which doubled. His home run total on the pitch. He had had two coming into the game. Then he gives up two home I runs mean, on that the pitch. Yankees. Yeah. To the it's Yankees. Not, it's not a big deal. Harsh. A little harsh. Dropping <laughs> six. What if I told you in a world? If This is about his schedule. Uh, it goes against the Dodgers next, and then goes to Coors, and then gets Miami, and then gets the Giants. It's rougher than the other guys here. All and right. that's, that, that's, look, look, this was a case where we have Webb and Wainwright that are dominating. You have Montes, who is dominating. You have Lance McCullers, who's just, he's still doing really, really well. I didn't want to pull yeah. him down. You have Gaussman, who I had to pull down. You have Shoei Otani, who's still doing great things. Who gets the Yankees, and he just got blown up by the Orioles. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, that, that's, not, 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 not for me. Not it. enough for me. Well, that's but, one start, one start. It's about the future, but I don't think that he, I don't think Otani is that bad. I don't even remember how bad that start was against the Orioles. Give up three home runs, I think. Okay. All right. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. With Morden, this is like I need to see like how am I going to separate these guys? Three of his next four are going to be tough starts for yeah. Morden. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, Otani gets Texas after the Rangers. 
So there you go. Wait, wait, say that again? He gets Texas, uh, excuse me, after the Yankees. Gotcha. I was thinking about the New York Rangers. Um, all right. So that doesn't, we, enough with tier three. We spent the entire I, time I, I, giggling I do about the whiff whiz. I do understand, <laughs> I do understand the argument with Otani. It's, it's Yankees, Rangers, and then White Sox, and then Astros. If things go to plan, but you never know with Otani. But I can, I can understand actually putting him underneath if you want to do that. I think it's really close. Otani could actually do well in those starts. I think I might feel a little bit more confident that he does than Morden. I just think we have to trust that track record of that curveball. That is astronomical. I mean, unreal. The track record of Otani this year, you could say too. No, but still, so but still, the track record of the curveball is far better than the track record of Otani. Well, I mean, this entire season has been like over the past, I think, four months of Otani has been remarkable to say the least. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. But I mean, it's still, yeah, it's it's really close between the two. It's nineteen twenty. Doesn't yeah. matter. Um, all right, let's move into tier four. No, no, it's dead. No, it's not happening. <laughs> no, I won't do it. Nola, Darvish, Barrios, Urias, Garcia, Luis Garcia, Nathan Eovaldi, Max Freed. Huascar Noah and Dylan Cease in Tier 4. What's it called? Why is it called that? These are the prospective freshmen. I'm keeping the whole idea of like this uh, graduation thing. I don't. These are ones that are like, okay, we are starting to, we're, we're figuring this out. We're not, we're not seniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we know, we're high schoolers. And then there's Darvish who's like, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> hello, fellow students. Yes, we forever now calling him Steve Buscemi. Okay, uh, fair done. enough. Uh, yeah, Barrios, we finally got the start that we've been wanting to see because it's been a little bit of a struggle city in we, Toronto. We know. He's the flag for a reason. Oh, man, how excited were you when his ERA hit exactly what you wanted I, it to? I, I don't know if you read the roundup. but You yeah, text me. It, it was unbelievable. You text me I, right I away. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, I wrote in the thing, like, okay, it's going to be around 370 at the end. and I'll, But right now it's 370. <laughs> what is it now? Because it was 374 before last yeah, night. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like, I don't I, I got to check, but it's, uh, I mean, it's lower. Yeah, but still, you're saying it's going to be a great He's start. He's just going to go back and forth, and that's fine. This is what you signed up for. Yep, exactly. Okay. He's, he's on my top team. Good. Um, Nathan Eovaldi, so 3.83 ERA with a 3.27 FIP since the All-Star break, a majority of that ERA being as a result of that start against the Blue Jays where he got blown up for seven earned runs. Why is he where he is at number 29, rising seven? So I needed to give more love for Eovaldi because I think entering the season – what was the biggest question that you had with Eovaldi? Would his arm fall off at any given moment? Okay, so fortunately that hasn't happened. No, but injury was a big concern for me yeah, right, too. So, so, but as far as his repertoire goes, fastball cutter. Yeah, there wasn't much. Yeah, right. And it was really just a four seamer throwing hard, and he's been searching for years what is going to supplement or complement it really. And this year he finally found it. Uh, he has his curveball, and guess what the CSW is on this pitch? I know it's eighteen percent thrown, but it's take Thir- a guess thirty eight. 41. Yeah, it's 41% that's CSW, 25% called strike rate, 15% swing strike rate, 50% zone rate, and he's getting that six amount of success on it. That's whew, that's yeah, huge. Yeah, I love that. And that pitch, I thought in the beginning of the year, he did have some more volatility with it, so I wasn't really buying in. I was saying, look, I just don't know when those secondaries will show up with the curveball, a major part of that, but it's been there, and I decided to start giving him some more love. Okay. Um Max Freed gets the quality start, doesn't give up a walk, records a .83 whip and a 43% CSW on his curveball, and he falls 12? I've got two problems here. Two problems. One, I'm scared about the slider missing. Okay. Uh, the slider is a huge pitch for, for Freed when you think of like him really excelling. That's the whiff pitch. Curveball has been, trust me, don't get me wrong, it's, it's been better than expected. I don't. We've seen that go in and out. The slider needs to be there. And it's not right now. Then, yeah, the, I mean, the, the schedule isn't the best. It's like both 
it's you know he's gonna get the Dodgers he's gonna get the Giants in there and like uh, Freed is someone that is not he's, he's not like that overwhelming dominant ace you know he's always been like okay I'm good I'm, mm-hmm. I'm consistent but I felt with everybody else here I just yeah I had less confidence through the ne- next month especially the slider isn't there yeah, I mean, I you can always make the case that even though the slider isn't there, the curveball supplants it, right? Right, but it, but that's also a pitch that that isn't always you know consistent. Yeah, fair enough. I I, I might be I might be too low on that one. I mean, it's a three sixteen ERA. What? He retired. Low? Too low? Yeah, there it is. I make that joke all the time. I know, and you, that's like, why you yell I, at me. I know that's why I caught you it. You yell at me. I know. Look how angry you are now. I'm so happy. <laughs> Dylan <laughs> Cease. Yeah, it's one twenty one whip and only a twenty four percent strike rate. Dylan for. Max Don't see his rises nine to thirty-two. Uh, what a what a what a <laughs> what an August. Two point eight three ERA, fourteen percent swinging strike rate, thirty-six percent K rate. All of his pitches have a swinging strike rate over ten. That's what's up. That's kind of nuts. Yep, yep, yep. Thirty-nine percent CSW on the slider, and that's thrown thirty percent of the time overall. Yeah. And what's the, what's the break there? Uh, twenty-one percent swing strike rate, eighteen percent called strikes. Yeah, man, I'm he all found about that, that. He found that pitch earlier this year. I think about after like the first couple weeks. But the problem through the year has been: will the fastball be there? Will the curveball be there? Will the changeup be there? And there needs to be something else. Mm. And he's developed more consistency with throwing strikes, essentially with four seamers, and his curveball has been pretty good. Uh, and that that's really been the tale. I mean, thirty-four percent CSW on the curveball uh, for the uh, for the fastball, twenty-five, not ideal there. But I, uh, yeah, Cease is working. He's 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 at least he's has a foundation of the slider that allows him to be more successful than detrimental. That makes sense, and it's you know it's I, I was wrong about him in the beginning of the year, and it's been fun to watch him recently. You got me thinking though. Oh, oh, I want to know. Yeah, and they really should do this because Dallas Keuchel has just been wholly ineffective. Oh yeah, as get, of late. get him out of there. So where would you put Reynaldo Lopez if he was in there? Because oh, man, man, he ha- he came in in relief, five innings pitch, no earned runs, seven Ks, no walks. That in his last two appearances, nine innings pitched, three earned runs, eleven Ks, and no walks. What would you? Where would you put him? Because it's been pretty pretty darn good since he's come back. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> uh, so so with Lopez, it's always down to like. Back in the day, mm-hmm. back in the day, it was a four seamer that he commanded well, but then the slider and changer just would not be. Yeah, there, sure, right. Or uh, yeah. The one thing I will say about this resurgence is that it is a better and more consistent slider, but it's still not that pitch. Yeah, it's still not that overwhelming with offering. Uh, we're talking a fourteen percent swing strike rate this year for Lopez's slider. Uh, it's I mean it's nice CSW it gets into the zone and everything, but I don't really see that electricity that I can really depend on moving forward if I don't have that big swing strike rate offering. I'm curious. So, so where would it be? Oh, man. I mean, it has to be getting consistent starts. Though. That's what I'm saying. If he's starting, he is now the number five starter. Keckles in the bullpen. Um, Let's say around, I guess, like in tier nine situation. Tier nine. So right then we're talking about, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, around like uh, maybe, maybe, maybe tier eight. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably want him a little bit more than Paddock and Odorizzi, maybe a little bit more than Hendricks, but not yeah, the more re- than... Yeah, the reason Ashby is there is because of the question marks. So, I would, yeah, I would say around, like, Gutierrez, Gomber, sure. 58, 59, something All like right. that. That makes sense. Um, well, let's move on to the next tier, then, and we're going to look at Tier 5, which is Marcus Stroman, Alex Wood, Blake Snell, Tyler Molly, Josiah Gray, Framber Valdez, and Wade Miley. I can't get out of my head you saying Josiah Gray in an old voice. Okay. From, like previous podcast yeah 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 so i'm gonna call this the bus station 
Okay. Because you just have an eclectic group. People that had different paths to where they are, how they got here. And uh, one of them is Josiah Gray, the old man. <laughs> <laughs> it was oddly probably the youngest one on this tier, actually. Yeah, yeah I think I, he is. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, um, I think in Aladdin or so, there's an old man that's dressed up and is actually young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's Josiah Gray. Isn't right? that Aladdin, right? No, I think it's Jafar. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sneaking yeah. Aladdin to the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> okay, Jesus, yeah, relax. On. Relax come over on, there. all right? You grew up in the 90s fast. And I just watched it with my niece and nephew, too. Um, Marcus Roman rises 11 to 33. He's got a nice little mini three-game quality start streak going on. A little modest, but nice. Uh, but that's still a, a pretty big jump. What made you jump him over Wood and Snell, Molly Gray, Valdez, and Molly? Uh, Mo- Miley, Molly, excuse me. I like Molly Gray, by the way. Uh, that sounds like a wonderful person. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, two things again. Marlins uh, next. Uh, Marlins, Nationals, Marlins. Mm. I, I'm sorry. Nationals, Marlins, Yankees, Phillies next. That's time on Walker who's got a glorious schedule. Mm. Uh, but in general, the Mets have a good schedule down the stretch, and that's pretty great. Uh, Stroman just got past the difficult part, which were the Dodgers and the uh, the Giants, and did so with his cutter and slider working. This is, I think, the thing about Stroman for me is if those two pitches are in tandem working with each other, he can be excellent. Mm. Um, when he's just reliant on a sinker, it's not. And he's been a lot more uh, deep in his repertoire as of late. And it does suggest, actually, some sustainability right now. So I'm encouraged by this, not to mention volume is is excellent all the time with him. Defense yeah. is pretty good behind him as well. Should be. It's helping things out. I'm all for this with Stroman. All right. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I was uh, joking with the Mets friend of mine and we were Why? talking about <laughs> so we we're talking sorry. about the you know you know just the their woes of late and how they keep compiling as usual but i was saying that it, it hurts me knowing that they haven't been through the worst part of the season yet which is the inevitable september run that causes them <laughs> to miss the playoffs by two games yeah you know what i mean like you just know and yeah. I, I don't even mean this callously because i feel like most mess fans would agree because they're self-deprecating like me that like they're gonna go on a run it's gonna come down to if they can win two games in a three-game series at the end of the year they'll make the playoffs and they get Swept. Yeah, I would say by September 20th, it's like three games. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, oh my, it's just enough that every Mets fan who's like, just put me out of my misery <laughs> has been sucked back in. And I, I genuinely feel for them about that. I actually am rooting so hard for Atlanta just for that right now. Just to extend the seven and a half game streak. As just to make can. it, yep. put them out of their misery. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You want to be able to do that. And then not bring DeGrom back because, like, who knows with the oh, injury. Is he going to? He's going to rush back. And, oh, and no. Noah Syndergaard. Is he, so he's going to come back but not throw any sliders? <laughs> That's what they said. Doctors, right. doctors said you can't throw it? any sliders. What is it with the Mets that have found a way to find the pitchers that that get hurt throwing sliders? Because the only other time I've ever heard this was Steven Matz saying mm. that when he threw his slider, it hurt his elbow, so he stopped throwing his best pitch. Oh, man. I, what that you, was like four years what ago. What do you even do with if you're a GM? Uh, what is the market for Noah Syndergaard? Like, it's just out oh, there. Oh, right. He's a free agent now. Yes. Yeah. What do you do? He's a free agent who's coming back, and he can't throw his best pitch. You got to think it's an incentive-laden one-year deal. Yeah, he has to just take a one-year and just be like, here I am, and then pay me in two years, man. Uh, You got to do it like Frozen, though, when you say, here I am. I thought it was let it go. No, I know that there's a a line in it. Uh Uh-huh. 
Uh, oh, there's a line in Let It Go. Yeah, Here yeah. I am. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't do it. I, I didn't want to. I didn't feel, I didn't feel, you know, I go by impulse and I didn't feel that. Okay. Yep, uh, yep. Blake Snell keeps rising. Temperature's up. He was um, the uh, the featured image this week. He was. So talk to me a little bit about Blake Snell. Well, he rises seven up to 35. Good Lord. 35 we're at. Oh boy, well, Alex, yeah. you really mucked this one up. <laughs> hey, we're at 41 minutes. We might go a little bit long on this podcast. Actually, probably a little bit longer because of course you have the theme in there too. And we did not edit anything. Absolutely not. Seriously, <laughs> we didn't. Okay. All right. Fast. You enjoy every second. <laughs> um, but uh, Blake Snell, he's essentially doing the Blake Snell blueprint. But back then, that was more of curveballs and sliders as well. And now it's just fastballs and sliders. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, too, the, the Blake Snell blueprint didn't really include uh, sliders for strikes as much. It was more of just establish the fastball and then go underneath the zone. But, uh, yeah, he should be doing sliders for strikes a ton. I think that he's always been more effective that way. I've been saying that since the Cy Young campaign when he had 35% zone rates on both his slider and his curveball, and have since not. Yeah. But now it's fastballs. Here you go. Hit it. It's amazing and filthy, and you can't do anything with it. And, yeah, there's a ton of sliders for strikes as well. He's been doing that for, like, four starts. Yeah, definitely. Stopped. He just took down the Dodgers, 122 pitches. Yeah. Amazing. I, I believe his zone rate on his slider is a career best. I could be wrong. I know it's very high. I know it's much higher than last year. And also, this will be the first year that he has a negative P-Val on his changeup and a negative P-Val on his curveball. And I'm not saying, like, oh, it's the first year he's going to have both. So he's never had a negative P-Val on his curveball, ever. Never had a negative P-Val on his changeup, ever. This is going to be the first year where, I mean, almost definitely it's both. And I'm so glad that he recognized this and moved away from it. Yeah, and it's only going to make that curveball better then when he decides to bring it back in because if he keeps that fastball slider usage up a little bit more and now that's what guys are sitting. Well, oh, look at I mean, look at Robbie Ray, though. Robbie Ray had a curveball, right? He needed one back yeah. in the day, right? He added that pitch. That's a good point. And he doesn't do that now. He does his fastball slider. That's a very good point. Very good point. Um, all right, let's move on to the next tier. I do want to say one thing. It is crazy to me that Wade Miley has, I believe, the seventh best ERA in baseball. That's another just fun. Wait, Blake Snell? No, Wade Miley. Oh, Wade Miley. Wade Miley. Like, yeah, doing? I believe it's Wade Miley at seven and eight or eight and nine with Marcus Stroman, and it is just a fun ride. You know, I think he's making the play for Spider Man. Wade Miley. To. Yeah. It's a 19% strikeout rate, but a 122 whip. That's the only hesitation I have. Yeah. Um, but a 268 year, right? It is unbelievable. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Spider-Man, the best Toby, of course, if you don't know that. Yes. Uh, tier 6, Sonny Gray, Herman Marquez, Tywin Walker, Tarek Skubal, Jordan Montgomery, Cal Quantrill, Kyle Gibson, Sean Manaya, and Ian Anderson. What's it called? Why is it called that? Okay. This one, um, I want to say it's the, uh, like the... The high school bleachers, because this is where, because <laughs> these are the guys that like everyone from the bleachers are cheering for. You don't know if they're actually going to succeed, okay. but you're going to have a giant cheering section for them. Okay, and they're like, "Go, Cal! You're not so so, Cal." So it's like the JV team because everyone on the stands is cheering them on, and they could get to varsity, but they're not there. Even better. Okay. Um, all right. Well, so Tywin Walker. You can do this one week. One week you'll just do this. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a shake and bake kind of thing. Tywin Walker, you boosted nine because that schedule is is fantastic. It is. It is so good. And he's, yeah, he's in a good place right now. He's throwing 95 now. All right. So then what about Tarek Skubal? Because he rises 11, which is how many whiffs he had on that fastball so, in his last start. Okay. So this is the, the, the compromise I made. Okay. Was that I wrote down my list of like who has good starts and who has bad starts. And those guys, if they were on those extremes, I gave special treatment to or not. And Tarek Skubal's one of those? He's No, he was just kind of was there. Okay. Uh, he was like, okay, this is a fine schedule. It works, whatever. And yeah, the fastball is amazing. 
in that last start. Sliders got good strikes. Uh, wasn't necessarily a high CSW, but got outs and fouls and everything. Did what he needed to do in it. Um, and if it's just those two pitches, that amazing fastball and a good slider like that. I mean, that's essentially what Blake Snell just did. Mm. And if he gets that change up working too, that's just icing on that cake. Uh, I think that Tarek Skubal going once a week, because that's what the Tigers are doing now, instead of the five-man rotation where it could be two starts in a week or whatever. No, it's just once a week. This is it. It's like Tanaka in Japan. Your son, Saturdays are your day or whatever yep. it is. Uh, that works great for Tarek, and I think he can. You know, I think he can excel in September. I last time I checked, and I'm checking to see if this is still true because this really blew my mind. I thought it was a fun fact. Uh, yeah, no, it, it has since changed. But earlier this week, the Tigers had a better record than the Mets, which really. Oh yeah, kinda, I remember that. And that's not to to continue to punch down against the Mets. It's more to say, hey, remember those biases that you would think about the Tigers? Not as bad as you think. Because um, they've had some fun hot stretches, both from the pitching and the hitting side. But going back to the pitching side, Kyle Gibson, uh, I want to know something from you. So he rises 27 to 46. Uh, um, I don't know what the opposite of a CSW darling is, but we might just have to call it a Gibson because it's been almost two months since he's had an above league average CSW start. I mean, we're talking 23, 22, 26, 22, 26, 22, 24, 19, 26, 27. Those are his CSWs in his past, like, 10 starts. Whatever. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, it, that's a really good idea to have the anti-CSWs that. Um, let's just call it a ball stat. <laughs> ball stat, yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's the antithesis <laughs> of CSW. Yeah. Um, it's it, unreal. It is really, really crazy. Uh, you know what's also crazy? He gets Miami, and then the Brewers, and then the Cubs, and then the Mets. The Phillies, the whole thing. I'm showing it to you right now. This is it's just all, green. It's all green. And the entire team. And Gibson's going to feast on this. He's doing the thing he did at the beginning of the year essentially again. Uh, I mean, it's not to the same extent. I don't think his cutter is as good or like being located as well. Maybe not. Or the changeup, rather. But it's, this is great. And you're just going to coast with this. It's that, it's that simple. That's fine with me. Shamanaya falls 16 to 47. What happened? What Okay, so I'm actually kind of encouraged uh, by Manaya. I know it doesn't look like that with negative 16, but I think, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people expected me to put him at negative 30, right? So, so obviously he didn't do well again versus the uh, the Yankees here. Uh, biggest problem at first, uh, I think I saw someone mention that he looked tired or so. I was like, well, he doesn't. He's not actually tired. He actually went up to 93. Mm-hmm. Before it was at 91. Now it's at 93 again. Yeah. His fastball. That's really good. That's that's like yes. Okay, okay, we got back to there. You know, one step forward. Uh, the problem is that the changeups and the curveball are not getting located where they need to. Those need to be down. Mm-hmm. If you look at the strike zone plot, you know me. I love uh, diversifying your assets. Okay, I want I want fastballs up and I want breakers down. I want separation around the zone, so you're not just looking at one spot, <laughs> right? Maybe even inside and outside. That's fine too. Okay, right? But just don't throw everything in the same area all the time, <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, remember with Lance McCullers? Yeah. It was just, it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Manai is, is floating up his curveballs and changeups way too often. Okay. And singers are up there, and they're actually setting a good tone for this. But yeah, you got to get those pitches down, buddy. All right. Um, he can do it. I just we'll thought see. it was funny that, you know, if you go to any other like money manager and he's like, you got to diversify your assets. Here are the two things you should do. <laughs> <laughs> That's not diversifying your assets. It's, it's separate. It's, you know, it's, it's spreading out across the zone. There's yeah. a lot of ways of success and you got, sure. you can't just like, no, 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 no. Come on, man. You got stocks and bonds. Um, all right. Let's move into tier seven. Edward Cabrera, Carlos Hernandez, Eliezer Hernandez, Daniel Lynch, and Tanner Hawk. Okay. We have the, um, uh, the these are the season one dragons. 
So, oh, from from Game, Game of, of Thrones because okay. they just hatched. They're young. They're exciting. Mm. But oh, wait till season seven. Oh, okay, and see, yeah, what hath God wrought? Uh, exactly. So let's start with Edward Cabrera. There's a great gift breakdown by Andy Patton that you should check out in the site if you missed that start. I'm gonna guess you're thinking nice fastball. Where are the breakers? I uh, kind of okay. Um, the breakers were actually kind of good. Um, uh, curveball slider was good. The changeup. Uh, I think the whole thing. Like, it was way better than the three strikeouts would tell you. Or actually, yeah. only two strikeouts. Um, I think the, my biggest worry really with Cabrera is how much are the Marlins going to let him pitch? I hope they let him do it and say, no, he's a guy for 2022. We got to give him the innings now. Sure. But they have a problem coming because Trevor Rogers is coming back this week, we think. I mean, he's on the list because it wasn't confirmed, but we think it's going to be like Friday or something like that. Yeah. At some point, Pablo Lopez, but it does sound like they're they're pushing him back to the middle of September. But who would he cut right now? You have Jesus Lazardo, who we'll talk about in a moment, I'm sure, uh, who just had an amazing start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Sandy Alcantara in there, too. You have Cabrera. You have Zach Thompson. You have theoretically Rodgers. And there's Elias Hernandez. That's six guys, not five. So why not go with the six, man? I hope so. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to do that. We haven't had any sort of confirmation of that. Uh, and then when Pablo Lopez comes back, what happens? I don't know. Yeah. So there is some worry about that with Edward Cabrera. But I think the stuff is legit. Mid-90s heater. I think the breakers are good enough. And I think we'll see uh, more strikeouts come with more time. Good schedule with Miami, as I mentioned before. I feel pretty good about him. All right. Carlos Hernandez, he really, you know, ruined a lot of people's plans this weekend as he got bumped up to that Friday game. But he also gets bumped up 10 spots to number 50. Hey, it wasn't his choice. No, it wasn't. But what are you thinking about him moving forward? Uh, so Carlos Hernandez gets the best schedule of all of the Royals guys. Okay. Okay. So it's Cleveland, Baltimore, Minnesota, Seattle, which it doesn't sound amazing, but he avoids the Chicago White Sox and the Athletics, which is like, all right, that, that's, that's pretty good. I'll tell you what's bad. Uh, Carlos Hernandez throws again, mid nineties or so. The, the, the secondaries of curveball and slider are actually getting whiffs. But I don't think he has full command of everything yet. He's still a little chaotic in it, but it's been working for him. And honestly, I mean, it's just been doing great and against Cleveland. I'm like, yeah, all right, I will start Carlos Hernandez. So I want to jump down then to, to, to his teammate who ended up mm. getting the start on Saturday and Saturday and Daniel Lynch, 29 spots, but 12 whiffs on the slider on against the Mariners, but still didn't have a great line. What makes you confident he's going to have success moving forward against the White Sox and the Orioles? Yeah, so I think over time, Daniel Lynch, fastball command, I think is really good. It wasn't the, the sharpest start there, but the slider whiffs are there. Uh, he's actually really developed that slider into a proper whiff pitch. Uh, and I, I think the fastball command is, is certainly good enough that give him September. You actually are this is you know, this is investment for the entire month. I would be happy with what we get with Lynch. Not to mention he had two starts against the Astros that he survived. Mm-hmm. It's not a given that he's not going to do well against the White Sox. So do you feel better about his raw stuff more so than Tanner Hawk, or was it more of a scheduling thing that gave you the bump? Yeah, Tanner is is bothering me that he's not getting more stuff out of the slider and the fastball right now and he's not efficient okay i uh, lynch yes he wasn't efficient the other day but he has shown that efficiency and how could like slider should be getting more whiffs and it's not yeah and his four seamer is a little more erratic and he had multiple walks and it's just come on man like what are you doing so i had to, I had to drop him a lot i don't know when he'll actually get that you know that that tweak or that the light bulb going off this surprised me the uh red Sox have used the fewest starters in baseball this year yeah, that sounds right. They've only used eight. It's really shocking considering that is their biggest weakness. It's really kind of bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. At least it moved away from Garrett Richards and Martin Perez, except that Garrett Richards might start this week. I don't oh, know, man. Yeah. What do you think the by WOBA, 500 thrown again, what's the worst pitch in baseball? 
Uh, it's got to be like uh, Garrett Richards something. He was. It was him for a while. It was <laughs> dethroned both of them? by Martin Perez. Now, no, it was dethroned by another fastball. This one a sinker from a person on a new team. On a new team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a new team. A new team. He has recently been traded or reacquired or moved. He's on a different. He's wearing a different hat than he was at the beginning of the year. John Lester. Mm, oh, close. That, that would. I mean, new team would be Nationals. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, he went to the he went no, he went to the Cardinals. Well, he was on the Nationals mm-hmm. before. Okay. So he's on a new team now. He's on a new team now. He's on a oh, different team than not, he started like, this year. Not like when they started as an organization. No, you mean he's on a new team you this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gee, okay, so he got traded as like the worst. He either got traded or picked up or moved or something. I don't remember exactly how it happened. I don't think it was a trade. I believe it was a cut and a re-sign kind of thing. Oh no. Worst pitch in baseball over five hundred thrown. It's a sinker. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Jake Arrieta, worst pitch in baseball. Oh, okay. His sinker is the worst. I totally pitch forgot that whole thing. I, like, if you guys have read my roundups on Arrieta, it's mm. like, uh, <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, no, it's not. He's a jerk. Uh, means Tyone <laughs> Gallon Carrasco. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He is. he's a big jerk. Vladimir Gutierrez, Austin Gomber, Zach Granke, Zach Thompson, Marco Gonzalez, Stephen Matz, Hyunjin Ryu, James Caprillion, Kyle Hendricks. Am I in this tier? Come on in, boys. <laughs> the water's fine. This is a big boy tier. This is the uh, the seventh grade dance tier. Okay. So we have two different sides that just do not mix mm. or mingle at all. I like that. Now, leading one of those sides is John Means. A pretty good start with no home runs against uh, the Rays last time out. Changeup really didn't perform, but the call, the curveball, I believe, ended up getting a nice smattering of called strikes. He still drops. Is it just you see those guys in Tier 7 and, and get a little bit more uh, excited? Yankees, Royals, Jays, Red Sox. I don't know if Means is going to put together yet. I need to see the changeup working. Fastball velocity up again, too. And 93, but it's not like 94. Like yeah. it was ninety, you know, before we were getting used to ninety two point eight, and it was ninety three point three. Like that can be very normal volatility, um, as opposed to like if I saw like ninety four or something, like oh, okay. I thought it was yeah, it was as high as since June, maybe ninety three point five, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't something that made me say like oh, this is this is sticking around. Okay, well, what about sticking around? What about Austin Gomber who rises sixteen to number fifty nine? So Gomber on the road three straight starts uh, or three out of the next four, uh, which I love to see from Gomber that you know you want out of cores essentially and be able to do his thirty percent fastball self, and he's done that a couple of times. Uh, yes, the last start was five earned runs uh, and it was thir- sub thirty percent uh, fastballs on that, but he still got eight strikeouts against the Cubs. Just didn't go well his way uh, a little bit there. I think the skills are still intact. With Gomber and yeah, good matchup. So I feel good, but not amazing, but good with Gomber. Are you just done with uh, Hyunjin Ryu, who who bounced oh, back against the the Tigers with no one runs over seven, and then shellacked yeah. again against the his, White Sox? He had his changeup against the Tigers, and then just didn't against the White Sox. And it's one of those uh, I want a new phrase for because I really hate the initial one. I think it's a terrible phrase. It's it's like in stocks. There is a, I'll just say this, there is a phrase for like when a stock is tanking Mm -hmm. and then people buy it for like a second and there's like a little mini spike and then it falls even further, right? I I don't want to say the actual term because I hate it, Okay. but I I need one because that happens all the time to us. Yeah. I mean, look, I I did the stupid Patrick Corbin thing for a start because he all of a sudden did amazing one day. Uh, I know. Well, it was against the Marlins. I did. I said. (laughs) (laughs) You said the same thing about Robbie Ray. uh, Oh, yeah. Plenty wrong. (laughs) But no, I so that would be a good example of it, right? And I want I, I need to come up with the exact phrase for that small 
you know, uh, jump that is not going to last. Okay. Um, tier nine, the Oprah tier. You get a uh, you get a spot. You get a spot. You get a spot. You get a spot. Aaron Ashby, Corey Kluber, Chris Paddock, Jake Odorizzi, Ranger Suarez, Kyle Freeland, Jesus Lazardo, Brady Singer, Luis Patino, Bailey Ober, Zach Plezak, and the new AJ Alexi, who's debuting as we speak. Yeah, this is the ABBA tier. Okay, because take a chance on me. Ah, uh, okay. I, I named this one inside the notes because this entire thing is just like. There's so much. Uh, there's only one guy that kind of isn't, and that's Ranger Suarez. But mm. even that is like a new name, and maybe he could be amazing. I don't know. Uh, but just like Kyle Gibson, Ranger Suarez is a nice schedule. Um, but all these guys are just so exciting. Aaron Ashby, oh, my God. If he starts, if he, like, really starts. And in this last start, he threw, you know, he's normally a sinker guy, but he threw three four-seamers, and one of them was elevated, and it was a whiff. Mm. And, oh, my God, if he well, does start doing that, I'm so excited. So I wanted, I wanted to let you go off a little bit more about him because you've been excited about Ashby for a little while, oh, it seems. Oh, man. I saw that one start against the Cubs that was 22 pitches or whatever and then was rained out. Mm. And it was – watch that video. YouTube.com slash PitcherList. Look for Aaron Ashby, video breakdown. I do him every single morning uh, during the week. Oh, the one in Ashby is so much fun. Uh, he has two secondaries he throws for strikes, sliders and changeups. The changeup got out in this one. It wasn't as – CSW friendly, but it was still good in the last appearance we just saw for five innings. Slider is still really good. Mm. And yeah, that elevated four seamer, I'm like, oh man, if he actually, like, someone told him to do that. <laughs> you know, that wasn't just all of a sudden, I don't know, I'm just going to do it. No, there's like, hey, yeah. I think you would work with it. And he saw a glimpse of his success. Maybe we start seeing 10. And then we see 15. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> Whoa, that, relax. and that sinker isn't, uh, like, it, it has gotten out. And I, as you guys probably know, I don't actually want to axe sinkers completely, I want like 10%. They should be a pitch that if you need to get a quick out in some situation, right, that you go into your back pocket and say, look, it's first and second one out. I need that ground ball or so. This is their best hitter, and he thinks it's going to be X, Y, Z. This is when I surprise them. You can't do it all the time because you won't get that success unless it's a surprise. Yeah. So I want him still to have that, and it will be effective. But, man, if he does turn into a four-seamer guy with those two secondaries he can throw for strikes, Aaron Ashby can be really good. It's just a question of how are the Brewers going to use him, and maybe he is the the secret of, like, Corbin Burns taking a rest or Woodruff taking a rest. It seems like it. I mean, I they could definitely so. afford oh. that cushion. And he would get the Cardinals next. Yeah, he would. He would. Yeah, and you're right. He's not scheduled in there yet, but it's definitely – I mean, he's also going to be available on your on your waiver. So pay attention. If he does get that start against the Cardinals, that, that could be really a sneaky. Um, Jesus Cesardo, as you brought up earlier, he rises 27. We're talking about seven whiffs in the change, six on the curveball in that last start, 15 I mean, overall whiffs. So he was at 100. So yeah, just, week, so, just yeah. so we know, like, he's still at 73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, just I'm, so you hear it. And I, I, you weren't reacting to it, but anyway, here is plus 27. I was like, well, don't worry. Uh, this was, yeah, this was amazing. It was the first start under 40. Well, it was at 40% usage of his fastball, his worst pitch. Yeah. And this is something we've seen a ton recently. I remember freaking out in 2020 when Savali was throwing, like, 20% fastballs or 25. And it was like, no one does this because yeah. no one did. Now everyone's understanding, like, oh, right, yeah, I don't have to throw my worst pitch over and over again. His curveball is like a 38% CSW pitch. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, the changeup is 30%. It's good. It's not amazing. But, I mean, just those two pitches, as long as he's getting strikes with them, which he did here, that's it, you know? I, the, the fastball is a 370 batting average allowed. Don't don't feed into that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um AJ Alexi making his debut tonight. Anything you expecting to see from him, or you just why so not? Eric Loganing is amazing, mm-hmm. and I read his scouting report on this. Uh, he was saying mid nineties um, with uh, an erratic fastball. He called it a scatter shot. I thought that was a great. That term. is fun. 
uh, and the intent is to elevate, which okay. is what you. I want to hear that with a curveball. That's a big hook and has a, a plus flashes. So if he's doing that, if he actually is going upstairs at ninety five and then curveball is down, I mean, that that those are words that get me excited. <laughs> So we'll see what happens here. Uh, all right, let's move into Tier 10. Quang Young Kim, Chris Flexen, Cole Irvin, Nick Pavetta, John Gray, and Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, so uh, I know. Uh, I mean, I, this is this is the, the easy one to say, like, oh, yeah, cool. This is the old dusty tome. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's an easy one. I'd be like, okay, I'm just, yeah, I just, I just, I'm going to look up this one thing and get Quang Young Kim for, <laughs> you know, a start or Chris Flexen. Yeah. You know, as the guy, like, hobbles to pick it up off of the thing, like, all right, yes, this book contains information that I need, but do I really want to go through this experience? Experience. Um, that's what that tier is called. I do want to mention Bailey Ober because oh, that's okay. a surprising name. Uh, people don't really think of Bailey Ober much. I don't know. I, I well, he's been on the list before. I mean, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. risen but sixteen. He's, but he's a new guy. He's not really like, given the excitement they give like Josiah Gray or Please. something like that, right? I call him Bailey Ober Rizzi, mm-hmm. okay, because he does the fastballs up yep. elevated just like Oda Rizzi has done. Yep. He started today against the Tigers. I believe, yes, against yeah, the Tigers. Tigers yeah. yeah, he was on, accidentally on my bench in the Legacy League. I picked him up just for this. Nailed it. He's on my bench. Well, I mean, gosh, like a 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock Monday start doesn't really happen a lot. Destroyed me uh, because he actually introduced the slider. So what's really cool is Bailey Ober was throwing four seamers up, and he's like, hey, I need, I got to figure out this skill. Because he had some starts he had. I remember watching him like, oh, wow, I didn't actually expect it. He had 17 whiffs on a fastball one start and nothing else. Mm. And I was like, this is okay. All right, there's a skill set you can establish and have as a foundation. And what's really cool is we actually see the development because now that he had that, he's like, okay, next, I need to get sliders down and away. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of success today. And that's, that's a really cool thing of like a guy's piecing together his approach right yeah. in front of us. Yeah, it's fun to watch. And that's what Bailey Ober Rizzi did today. So theoretically, then, after the start, even, even more of a bump next week. Possibly. He does this, he gets a bad start next. Okay. But yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Two guys that really fell in that tier, uh, John Gray and Eduardo Rodriguez. What's going on? So John Gray has an injury. We don't really know how severe it is, so he's not on the IL yet. But this is a case of like, all right, well, John Gray is probably not going to make a next start or something like that. That's a forearm thing. Like, it doesn't sound good. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I just brought John Gray down for now. But the rules are he's not out of it yet. There's no injury, so he's there. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, you actually messaged me about how good his fastball was. It, it's one of the best CSW pitches in baseball, I believe. Crazy. Too bad everything else is it's not. not there. Yeah. You know, the changeup is what I'm really waiting for. Um, that used to be in his prime like a 24% swing strike rate pitch. It's just not right now. Yeah. And without that, it's you can only do so much. Um, all right, let's look at Tier 11. Glenn Otto, Eli Morgan, Taylor Hearn, Rich Hill, Chris Archer, Matthew Boyd's back, Tyler McGill, <laughs> Anthony Descalfani, Yusei Kikuchi, and Patrick Corbin. What's it called? Why is it called that? Oh, right. I got to give a name to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is the Dabba tier because it's not as good as Abba, and no one wants that. No one wants the Dabbas. <laughs> the worst cover band make, ever. Is that really a cover band? Of course. No, you made that of up. Of course I did. <laughs> uh, that is very funny because I was like, oh my God, that could probably be a thing. Uh, Glenn Otto, like a dad Abba cover band. Dabba. Glenn Otto there made his debut. Uh, I don't think either of us really loved what we saw. It was a pretty good debut, but I, I think it was one of those things where it was like, I don't know if this is going to do it moving forward. That slider was so good, and he actually came up. With like the, the scouting report of him was a reliever with a plus slider, mm. uh, and he threw that absurdly well against the Astros. I mean, yeah. We're talking down and away endlessly. Yeah, like the command of it was really impressive. I yes, the fastball, the fastball command was not good. I think the I think the slider command was poor too. I think it was what? like upper third and it was middle and it was also low. From what I saw, it looked like it was much more all the. There was a lot upper third. I watched the entire start. 
Go look at the spray chart. Oh, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about the... There's a lot of front door ones uh, to right-handers. Okay, That yeah. they didn't swing at. Yeah. That, that landed in for strikes. And those were not great. But, I mean, also they stole strikes. And it's kind of like the cold call me Q thing. But, I mean, I don't normally see that kind of precision when you are, like, I need to put this guy away. He endlessly he peppered this. I mean... More times than not, had that going. This wasn't like a lament, like, I don't know, here's a slider. Yeah, yeah. You can't do anything. That's not what uh, Glenado did. Okay. And that's one word to me. Glenado. Glenado. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense uh, to me. <laughs> um, with Matthew Boyd, it's a bad schedule, uh, and he could get through it. I understand this, um, but I'm not seeing the slider looking great still, and that's a problem. But, hey, here he is. Um, Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill. Thank you. Anthony Descafani, Yusei Kikuchi, all three of those. Bad schedules, so, save yeah. for a tie lore, but the changeup is not back. I was going to ask about Tony Disco. I mean, I, I thought it's, even oh. with the schedule, he's been very good. Oh, no, no. So, Anthony Escafani. No, I think it's Dodgers and then Coors and Coors. Coors, uh, Padres, mm. Braves. Uh, yeah, and Padres have been terrible, though. Do you know about Anthony Escafani and the Dodgers this year? Oh, how awful it's been. Like, every start against the Dodgers has been a mess, right? And he's gone, this is, I think, his sixth one. Oh, that's brutal. It's his arch nemesis. That is brutal. <laughs> it's, and it's, I think all of them have been at least three on runs except one, which was like two in five innings or something. That was like how he survived. It, it's bad. And I don't think that Tony Disco is in a good enough place. Like, he even said that he was hurt with pitching yesterday or, or yeah, Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was pitching through some ankle pain. Oof, like know, words you really don't want to hear. Yeah, this isn't someone I want to roster right now. And the fact that the next two starts are bad, mm-hmm. and I, that's there's no guarantee that after that it's going to help. I'm like, yeah, I'll just swap this out for something else right now. I don't really need to hold on to Tony Disco. You say Kikuchi has a terrible start, the worst of all the Mariners. Yeah, and he just didn't even take advantage of the Royals, so I can't do that. Tyler McGill is not at his changeup. Who? Tyler McGill. Yeah. I said it right. I just didn't hear. <laughs> Uh, does not have his changeup at all, and it's just not been good without it. I don't trust that he can take advantage of a, of a good schedule without it. I want to move into this final tier because there are a few, two people I actually really want to talk about, and that's or that it's you know an hour and seven minutes. No, no, no. There really are two people. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm curious about the first guy. So we have Tyler Anderson, Cueto, Bryce Wilson, Paul Blackburn, Alec Mills, and Paolo Espino. What's it called, and why is it called that? Oh, um, oh, this is uh, <laughs> well, okay, this is the like. The grandma Halloween candy. I was literally just thinking it's the bottom of the Halloween candy yeah, bag. Right? <laughs> yes, where you're like, all right, I guess I'll take this. Yeah, what Smarties. is this random looking thing that is yeah. nondescript with one color? But they still make Rolos. Like, yeah, it's like looks like it's a cough drop, but it isn't. Yeah, is this a Ricola? I would take a Rolo. <laughs> a Rolo's fine, day. but it's like I was thinking more like a Rolo. Like, this Rolo's at the bottom of the bag. It's like 80 degree heat here. Some like it's some European candy that you don't know what it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I do want to start with Tyler Anderson. He had a really good start against the Royals. A quality start. Seven innings pitched, three and runs. He's had a three ERA since joining the the Mariners. Yeah, so he has one outing against the Diamondbacks, which I'm there for. Yeah. So, and but then, then why drop Astros, him there? Astros, and then Red Sox, and then Athletics. So this is kind of a tier of like, all right, I can recognize there is some value if you need like one start or so. A lot of the other ones, I'm like, okay, cool, I can hold through this. I would do that. I would mess around with. These are guys like, all right, I, yeah, you got one left, Tyler. Okay. And that's it. But yeah, he's on been on a nice stretch. He's yeah, been, I think 16's harsh. Okay. I think it's harsh. Well, I mean, that's relative. To the other people around Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's just kind of how the whole list goes out. I don't actually have anything against Tyler. I'm like, I'm fine with that start against Arizona. But that's not even... I mean, Tyler Anderson doing well right now isn't like seven strikeouts, six six innings, no, one earned run or something. It's like five innings, two earned runs, four uh, Ks, you know, like yeah, a right. 117 whip or something. Like, you're like, yay. I hear you, but I'd, I feel or like that'll be better than what Glenn Otto does. 
Well, so Glenn Otto, though, I I do. I mean, he just took down the Astros. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You now with a legit, like a slide that's better slider. than anything that Tyler Anderson throws. Okay. I mean, you can make an argument about the fastball, but that's fine. Bryce Wilson, though, he appears. I think he had like a bunch of whiffs in his most recent start. Yeah, didn't he? I did the role of the Bryce mm. uh, was the uh, the SP roundup title. He has a bad start first, but then it's three really nice ones, and I think he actually might be able to be of some value. Okay. Um, anything you want to say about Blackburn, Mills, or Espina? Um, Blackburn falls the same thing as Wilson, where Blackburn has been like a complete tease, right? The end of an ERA. Um, that is like guys essentially that are doing the Gibson thing of getting no strikeouts sure. and you don't really think that this is going to last, but he has one bad start and then three really good ones for the A's. So that might work out. Espino has a good matchups, a couple of good matchups being part of the nationals. Uh, Mills is just there for one start, literally Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's and it. that's it. And Spino got slider whiffs. That's why he's 100 the, against the Mets. He got slider whiffs. We have not really seen that. So that was kind of cool. A lot of people haven't seen much of Paulo Espino because yeah. it's Paulo Espino. It's also like 70 pitches a game. Yeah, exactly. But still, that was a, uh, that's why he's 100 there. All right. That's our new Mr. 100, Paulo yeah. Espino. I should just get like a big board of all we, the one, uh, always, 100s. You always enjoy PE, I thought. PE? No, it wasn't really for me. I had fun. What? I, it wasn't my favorite. I was like a book nerd, so I didn't really... I mean, I liked it. I remember... What was that thing where you uh, run around... You did like laps around the world thing where it's like every lap you did Track. was like... No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, I forgot what it was called, but it was like every lap you did was like 10 miles. Anyway. Um, All right. That is going to do it for episode number 273 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. Your favorite part was track with history lessons inside of it. My name is Nick Pollock, and we'll talk to you guys next week.